0: Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, the Bible says that enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. I hope you felt the presence of the Lord today. I'm so excited. I felt the presence of the Lord and we are so glad that you are here. Look to the person, if you're there with somebody, look to the person to the left of you, say, I'm so glad you're here. Look to the person to the right, say, I'm glad you're here also. So anyway, God bless you. You know, we want to give you an opportunity to worship the Lord in giving. You know, tithing and offering. You know, a tithe is a 10th of your income, your gross income and offerings above that. But you know, the most important thing is what is God placing in your heart to give today? See, that's worship. When you do in obedience to God, when you do it in obedience to God, that's a form of worship. And the Bible says this, God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. And so we want to give to the Lord our best with a cheerful heart. So follow the instructions on the screen. If um, There, we got all different types of ways. You could do it on the phone. You could do it through Zelle. You could do it through Quick Pay, through Chase. And, you, you know, if you want to send us a check, I'm still old school. My wife and I, we still use checks. If you still want to do that, just send us. Uh, we can send you uh, a mailing address and we just get it to you you could send us that way. But let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the offering. Thank you for allowing us uh, to have power to obtain wealth so that we can give. And we give today with a cheerful heart as a form of worship. Bless this offering. Use it for your kingdom. Help us and guide us today, Lord. Bless this offering. Use it for the work that you have before us. Multiply in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. I want us to look at the book of uh, Psalms today. We're going to read about four scriptures and um, let's look at the book of Psalm 18 and 33. The Bible says, he makes my feet like hinds feet and set me upon my high places. Go with me to 2 Samuel 22 and 34. 2 Samuel 22 and 34. He makes my feet Like hinds feet and set me upon my high places. Now jump with me and we're going to go to the book of Habakkuk 319. The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet and he will make me to walk upon my high places to the chief singer on my string instruments. Let's read that again. The Lord is my strength. And he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me to walk upon my high places. I want to speak to you today on high places, your high places. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, for your word is life. It is everlasting. Heavenly Father, your word is eternal. Heaven and earth may pass away, but your word is eternal. Speak to us today, because when you speak, God, things happen. When you speak, the fishes swam. When you speak, God, the animals ran and the birds fly. And God, when you spoke, the trees were created and the grass grew. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would speak today. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into our midst. Touch our hearts today. We may receive our mind that we may understand our hearts, God that we can receive so that we can bear fruit in our ears, that we can hear. Heavenly Father, we take authority over the sky above the ground we stand on and the air that surrounds us. Lord, we bind up everything that's not like you, and we loose peace and joy and revelation, Lord, and miracles today. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, everyone Uh, the Bible talks a lot, but everyone have high places. You know, the Bible speaks so much about high places. High places, according to uh, the word in Hebrew, is bama. It means mountains, but it also means high places of worship and high places of battle or a battlefield in the high places. You know, when Noah first left the ark when the finally the floods the water receded you know where the ark uh was on what mountain it was on the mountain called mount ararat and the first time that noah left the ark after being there this is one thing he did the first thing he did was he built an altar before the lord the altar before the lord he built it to do what to worship god so for you and I, mountains in the Bible represented a place of meeting with God, a place of meeting. The word mountain uh, or high places, it symbolizes mountains. It means a place of elevation. See, high places also represents our mind. Think about it. Uh, in our mind, our mind or our brain here is the highest point of our body. It is where we choose to do certain things. Oftentimes, we think that uh, today we don't really battle like the Old Testament. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? So our battle is spiritual. There's a battlefield in our mind, but it's also a place of worship. It's also a place that we meet God. See, when Noah left the ark, he was on the mountain Ariad. And that place was where he made the very first um, indication of his heart. What did he do? He built an altar to worship. He built an altar to worship. In your mind and my mind, which is our high place, do we choose to worship? Do we make our high place and say, Lord... I, in my mind, choose today to worship you. I, in my mind, choose today to praise you, even when we don't feel like it, even when it's lonely. Because in the mountains, this is a couple things I want you to know about mountains or high places. It's a place that not many people will be there. It's kind of solemn it's kind of lonely there's a solitariness around it there is an isolation in the mountains there's not a lot of people i remember going skiing with my family and a friend of mine a pastor friend of mine uh, he took me up and i've never gone skiing before especially downhill and he took me up way up high to the next high peak and what i noticed is the higher we got the less there were people right And so I want you to know that high places tend to be a place that seldom people go. You know, think about it for a moment. When you are elevated up high, there's not a lot of people that can go there. There's not a lot of noise. There's not a lot of commotion. There's not a lot of distraction. Your high place and my high place must be a place where we are second familiar. You have to be so comfortable in your high place. You have to be so comfortable in your worship with God. You have to be so comfortable that you know the presence of God because that's where God will meet you. You know, the Bible says that the mountain of Zion in the Bible is the city of God. It's also the city of David. And you know what David did, right? David was a praiser. He was a worshiper. The mountain Zion, Mount Zion in the Bible is a place called City of David And it's also called the city of God. Why is that important? It is because David was known for his worship. He wrote a lot of the the psalm. He, He was a worshiper. He played music. He worshiped before the Lord. God met him there. So it denotes that we have to be a place, when we go in our high place, we have to be there to worship the Lord. Pardon me, I have my allergies here. Um, We have to go and be a battlefield of worship. You and I right here in our mind, we have to choose to worship. But you know what? Our high place is also a place of battle. Did you know that our battlefield today is not physical but it's up here it's in our mind the enemy is always trying to put things in your mind the enemy is always trying to tempt you the enemy is trying to speak to you in small places you know there's a story in the bible in first kings about a prophet named Elijah and he was at Mount Carmel and Mount Carmel is where he called fire from the sky and then the prophets of Balaam which is the false gods tried to call fire from the sky, nothing happened. But when Elijah called fire the sky, it, the fire was burning so hot that it burnt up all the water that he actually threw on the water over and over. He soaked the place. The Bible says it consumed the sacrifice, the wood, the dust, and the stones. Brothers and sisters, your high place is not just a place of worship, but it's also a place... battle, You and I have to be able to dominate our battle of our high place, which is our mind. See, our mind is going to dictate how we live. It's going to dictate our choices, our our volition. It's going to move us forward or not. It's going to cause us to understand the ways of God. You know, our mind is also a place where it's like Mount Sinai. You know, when Moses left Egypt with the Hebrew slaves, they ended up at Mount Sinai. And Mount Sinai was where he was alone with God. And the Bible says that God wrote down the Ten Commandments for him. See, Mount Sinai was a place where he received the word of God. See, you and I, We have to be able to receive the word of God in our mind. The Bible says that your word have I hidden in my heart so I would not sin from you. Well, how do you hide the word of God in your heart? Your heart doesn't read. It is your mind. It's your mind that understands God's word. And when that understanding then becomes part of you, see, it starts in your mind. It says that I will meditate on your word you see, the book of uh, uh, Psalms, it says, I will meditate on your word. See, your word is before me and I will meditate upon it. So how do we meditate? See, it says, it says this, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night. So that means our mind has to be meditating on the word of God. See, brothers and sisters, your high place and my high place is between our two ears right here. See, when the Lord says, I set you up like hind's feet on your high place, that means we have to be comfortable. That means it's a place that we choose to worship God when we don't feel like it. I know there's days that you and I, we don't feel like it. We don't feel like praying, but we must be able to get comfortable. It's a place of battle. You know what the enemy did when Jesus was tempted? The Bible says that the devil took him up to a high place and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said to Jesus, if you bow and worship me, I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. And the the Lord Jesus says, devil, I only worship God, the true God. I'm summarizing, of course. See, it's a place of battle. It's in your high place. See, mountains are placed one, not many people will go. But secondly, mountains give you an advantage. It allows you to see further than you would if you're down in the valley. It gives you a different perspective. It gives you an advantage. You know, when, if you know anything about uh, war, most of the time in ancient times when they would build a fortified place, a fort, it was always in an elevated position. It was in a high place. You know that anytime you know anything about warfare, the person or the people or the army that has the high point on uh, a piece of land usually are the one as at the advantage. It's easier to defend the high point. It's easier uh, to defend the high point it's harder to defend the low point point. Uh, and if you notice in warfare it's always the people from the bottom trying to come up to the top and when you're able to fortify the high place you have an advantage see the high places are very important The bible speaks you know in the king james version there's about 120 times the word high places or high place is mentioned and in Hebrew, that word means mountain. It means a mountain or a high place of worship and a high place of battle. So brothers and sisters, today, as we're speaking, what is your high place? See, Mount Ariad, when Noah came out, it represented worship. Mount Sinai, when Moses rep- um, led the people out. He was receiving the Ten Commandments. It represents the word. So you and I have to go to these places. Not everybody go. It's hard to breathe there. Not everybody's there. It's a lonely place. In the book of Mark chapter 6 and verse 46, Jesus said this, And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. That's after he fed the 5,000. He went to his high place. He went to a place where he can commune with God. He went there, and yes, we live in Houston, we live in Texas, there's not too many mountains where we live, but our high place is a place that you and I must climb. It could be at home, it could be in your prayer closet, it could be in your office at home. I have an office at home, and I use it to worship and pray and listen to God's word and and pray to the Lord. It's not easy, but not a lot of people go. Brothers and sisters, I want to tell you today, make yourself comfortable in your high place. Make yourself so uh, comfortable to meet God. Make yourself so comfortable and know that you're going to win. See, God wanted us to be comfortable. He says I'll make you like hind's feet on your high place because have you ever seen deer run up and down the mountain? Like I've gone deer hunting and walking up a, a small hill in West Texas is tiring. But imagine these deer are running up and down the mountain. That it, He was trying to show us that you must be comfortable in your high place. You must be comfortable in your mind that you're going to win the battle. You must be comfortable in your mind to choose to worship God. You must be comfortable in your mind to spend time with him in worship and studying his word. Brothers and sisters, one of the mountains very important during the time of Jesus on the earth in the gospels was a place called Olives. I've been to Mount Olives. Now Mount Olives was a very special place and Jesus came there very often. You know, he was there to visit Martha Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus, because they live in Bethany, which is on the eastern slope of Mount Olive. He was there uh, when he rode into the city of Jerusalem riding on the donkey. It was also a place where he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane before he was crucified. And the Bible says that his sweat were like drops of blood. Why is that important? Because olives create oil. And when you crush olives, it crushes the oil and it represents the presence of God. See, it was that place where the Lord says, you have to die to your flesh. Because what did Jesus say in the garden? Lord, not my will be done, but yours. Not my will, but your will. Brothers and sisters, if you want to have the presence of God in your life, To do the miraculous, to walk in presence, to walk in authority, you have to crush your flesh. You have to allow your flesh to die. See, Jesus, I can imagine, He knew where it's coming. He knew that He was going to be beaten. He knew that His beard is going to be plucked. He knew that people are going to betray Him. He knew He was going to bleed and He was going to be in pain. He knew He was going to be crucified. But He said this, Just I willing to die to my flesh, as painful as it is, Because I know my destiny and my purpose is greater than my temporary pain. Brothers and sisters, in the place of Mount Olive, is your high place. You have to be able to break through your battlefield. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy to climb a mountain. I know because up there it's lonely and nobody's around and you got no one but God. I know there's a sacrifice. There's pain and your your body. If you ever climb mountains you're, you're, you're physically, your body is hurting and it's pain. Your legs feel it. I know it is saying that right now I'm willing to die to myself. Mount Olives. Jesus was was crushed, He was willing to die to his flesh so the presence of God would be in his life even more. See, his purpose, his assignment was greater than his temporary relief of pain. See, brother and sister, there's a lot of times that I'm talking to myself a lot of times I think it's just easier if we don't do this or that. You know, I'm not, it hurts too much to sacrifice, especially when you see people are having fun and you, and the Lord's pulling you away to pray and you, you want to stay with them, but man, the pain of leaving, you know, and that's just a small pain, but you call the way to pray. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to say, not my will, Lord, but thine be done? I have a hard time saying it myself. But we all need to do because why? Our purpose and our destiny requires us to allow our flesh to be crushed so that the anointing of the olives, the presence of God to be filling our hearts. I know it's not easy, brothers and sisters, but our high places, we often think it's our battle among people. It's not. You know, the book of Ephesians says six, uh, in book of Ephesians 6 and 12 says this, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness, in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Think about it. You know, the Apostle Paul says, In his flesh, there is no good thing. See, he has to battle this mind right here of thinking. You and I have to battle our high place, our mind. Our battlefield is this right here, our mind. We have to conquer it. We have to be like hindsight. We have to be so comfortable and we have to be able to say, God, I see a different perspective. When you're able to go to your high place, when you're able to elevate your prayer life, when you're able to elevate your worship, when you're able to elevate your praise, when you're able to go up places that no one is willing to go, you're going to get a different perspective. You're going to walk in power. You're going to walk in anointing. You're going to walk in miracles. You're going to be full of God's presence and wisdom. Doesn't anybody want that? I do. I know you do. But you're saying, Pastor, I'm struggling right now. How can I do that? I know it's not easy. But brothers and sisters, I want to pray for you. Because the mountain is a place, the high places is the place that not everybody can go. I can't fight what's in your mind for you. I, can't, I can not lead you to worship, but I can't worship for you. I can lead you and teach you how to pray. I can teach you how to praise God and worship God, but I can't do it for you. See, every person must be able to walk into their high place every person has to be able to battle their high place see I I can teach you and guide you and give you the tools and the word of God to do battle in your mind to win you know the bible says in Romans that we have to have the renewing of our mind Right? I can show you, give you the tools and the word of God but I can't battle for you because high places can be a lonely place there's not a lot of people There's places in your high place that you have to defeat and you have to win. You have to, and it's not easy, but you are the one that can worship God. See, a lot of times we feel like, oh, but you know, so many people have a hard time even raising their hand to worship God. So many people have a hard time even praying or worshiping or singing or allowing uh, tears to flow from their heart. Brothers and sisters, let it go because when you're in your high place, nobody's watching. We think people are watching, but no. I'd rather be in that high place with the Lord. See, brothers and sisters, when you're in your mountain, your high place, you get a different perspective. You're closer to God. You see things different. You have an advantage. You see further than others when you're at the high place. I encourage you today. Let me pray for you. Maybe you're feeling lonely and weak today. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, for those that are listening today, Maybe they're battling their high place. Maybe they're having a hard time. Holy Spirit, help them. Touch their minds. Give them strength in their weakness. He says, for when they are weak, yet they are strong, and they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. Guide them and bless them. Today, right now, why don't you just ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to be like hind's feet on my high place. Help me to worship. Help me to win my battles. Help me right now. And for you who are listening and maybe you don't know the Lord or maybe you want to recommit your life to the Lord, why don't you pray with me? And if you want to receive the Lord today, it's a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I know you came from heaven. You were born. You lived a perfect life, a sinless life. You died upon the cross for me. You were buried And on the third day, you rose again and now are seated at the right hand of God in heaven. I receive you as my Lord and Savior today. I renounce, I reject all other gods out of my life. You are my Lord and Savior. Write my name in your book of life, which is in heaven. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are now in God's family. Your name is written in the Land's Book of Life. Congratulations, God bless you. If you hear me today, I bless you, we love you. Keep praying for us, we're praying for you. Send us an email, we'd love to hear from you as we move forward. We love you. Join me right afterwards via Zoom So that we can pray and have a little fellowship. We love to see your smiling face. God bless you. Have a great, great week. We'll see you next time.